Our Father God in heaven, Lord, we thank you, God. We love you. Uh, Lord, we do ask as we have come together uh, and uh, that, that we are, are, have already started our, our um, process and, and, and our, our, our worship to you. Uh, God, we, we ask that, that we can continue in worship, that we can just have um, all of the, the, the cares and the worries and, and the fears just kind of just, just slip away for the next few minutes so we can clearly see and clearly hear what it is that you have to say. God, it's easy, especially this time of year, to get caught up in the busyness. But God, we ask for this time right now uh, of just this, this, this time that we can just have a, a, a clear mind, we can have peace, uh, we can have understanding. Uh, God, that, that we can just hear your voice. God, I pray for that you give me the words to speak. You give us all the ears and the hearts to listen. Uh, Lord, let everything that we do be done in love. Let everything that we do uh, be glorifying to you, and let us stay focused on you. Because it's not about me, it's not about us, it's about you. God, we're your church, and we want to live and be your church. Praise in your name, Jesus. Amen. All right, let's do this. Let's open our Bibles. That's a good place to start, right? Uh, Luke chapter 2. Uh, we're going to go be going over the, the same text that, that, that uh, Mr. Chuckles read for us. Um, if, if you are wondering about uh, homework, our homework, I'll give you that real quick in case I forget in the next couple minutes to give that to you. Our homework for this week is Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 20, or I'm sorry, chat, yeah, I'm mixed up there. Matthew 2, 1 to 12, you've got them flipped on me, that's all right. Um, and then, because that's, that's in alphabetical order, but um, that's all right. <laughs> Matthew 2, 1 through 12, and Luke 1, 26 through 33. Those, those are the texts in, in which, um, if you want to use as a, a launching point um, for your time this week, that would be a good place in which to start. All right. Just look to your neighbor and ask your neighbor, are you alive? <laughs> I know the big craze is this living dead crap that's on TV and everything, but here's the deal. You know that's all fake and you don't have to try to act it all out. I'm just telling you, I've never seen it, but I'm, there's no such thing as zombies. Yeah. Here. But listen, we're, we're talking about joy. How can we talk about joy like this? Are you alive? Bobby, Bobby, are you, are you, are you joyful today? Uh, no, Bobby has gummies, joyful. No, okay, let's look at this. We're talking about something that, that took place that was miraculous. Uh, we're we're going we're to talk, talk about, and, and Mr. Chuckles read to us, um, the, the, this event where the, the sky split open in the middle of the night and it was bright. So it was pitch black and then all of a sudden, boom, the lights are on. And then there's this awesome music and it's just this, this, this amazing thing took place. This, this amazing event took place. So um, I, I'm gonna, if you're not going to be joyful and, and excited about this, I'll do it for you, all right? So it may, not, it may not last 30 minutes. I'm not worried about it. We're actually, it's pretty interesting because we're going to talk about the truth today. 
So in, in the same region where there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over the flock by night. So in the same region to what? Bethlehem, yes, because remember, it says, we, we just, uh, th- th- that, that text before this, it, it talks about Mary, uh, or Joseph and Mary, them going to Bethlehem because there was a census, um, and uh, that while they were there, it was time. So it, it, it was very, very, very close. Like, like Carrie and Brian are like, okay, it's got to be almost time, right? It, it's, it's time. Yeah. It, it, it'll be here before you know it. We'll get you a manger and everything. You want a manger? <laughs> no? <laughs> All right. What, what about some llamas? <laughs> That'd be fun, at least. I don't think they'll like that in there. Um, okay, so it was time for the, the, the baby to be born, the Messiah to be born. This is a region in which um, they, were, they were in. And it says in verse 9, And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round them, and they were filled with great fear. Uh, I know that there are some manly men in here, and they were, they were saying right now in your mind, I'm sure, I wouldn't be scared. I ain't scared. Okay, fine. You're out in the middle of nowhere, out on the, on the hillside, the countryside here. It's, it's black. It's dark. Only thing you see Every once in a while, you'll see a little flicker of a fire over here, and a little flicker of a fire over here, and a little flicker of a fire way over there, if you're lucky. Because the best, to be honest with you, most of the time, it's better not to have any fire at all unless it's cold just to warm yourself, but to keep your, your night vision, you would, it would be just dark, pitch black. There's no street lights. There's no billboards. There's no cell phones that you can pull out that's illuminating your face as you're reading your Bible. It doesn't... It, 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 they didn't have that. Black. Pitch black. And it says, bam, right? All of a sudden, all of a sudden, it says that the angel, an angel of the Lord appeared. So tough guys are thinking, yeah, okay, I can handle that. No, you would be leaving a streak down your leg. Guarantee it. Because I, I, one of the cool things that, that, that we like to do in the Kackner household is... Um, when, when somebody walks in the door is to scare them. And um, yeah, Haley knows, Shannon knows. I think even Jill got it one time by Gabe, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, he does. No, he doesn't. No, he, he really doesn't. He just says that. He, but anyways, kid ain't got no feelings. Um, but uh, no, that's the thing to do in our household is to get that, to get that, uh, the, the blood pressure raised as soon as you walk inside of the door. Does it always work? No, because usually the dogs give us away. But uh, anywho, um, so, so the, the understanding that, that's taking place here is they're, they're going, these peaceful shepherds are, are there, and all of a sudden, a switch has been flipped. So their, their heart rate goes from maybe 60, 70 beats per minute to like 140 in no time. And it says that great fear came upon them. I, I, I'll be the, 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 the one to say, great fear would come upon me if the sky split open and said, oh my goodness, there's an angel. What, what, no, what, what would your response be? Well, now it would be. Now it would be. But, I mean, at that time, what would your normal response be? How about this? Okay, maybe I'm the only one thinking about this. When I was a kid, and my brother or my sisters would come to me and say, hey, Dad wants you. What goes through your mind? Or how about this? 
When you get a phone call from Shelly or a, a, an email or something from me and, and it's, hey, hey, pastor wants to meet with you. Crap, what'd I do? <laughs> right? That, that, that's the first thing that usually runs through our, our, our minds as a human. Okay, what did I do now? So I, I'm thinking this great fear. Yes, it was all, they were all struck because of what's taking place, but they're probably thinking, okay, I got, snap, I got caught. I got caught. We have to understand what, what shepherds were at this time. Shepherds were not, this was not a, a, a glorious position in which the, the people aspired to. Bless you. The shepherds were the ones that were known as the outcasts. They were the ones that were given the menial tasks. Oh, we know that even King David was a shepherd, and we say, well, he was a shepherd, and it, it says that the Lord is my shepherd. What we have to understand, though, is David here was the, the, the youngest of, of, of his whole family, they gave him the least of all the tasks to do. It didn't take a whole lot of brains to uh, corral a bunch of sh- animals that didn't, weren't very smart. The, the, we understand that the, at this time, shepherds were usually uh, thieves, and, and they were crooks, and, and they, were, they were the outcasts of society. This is a beautiful thing, why, why God chose to reveal uh, this to shepherds. Because I, I think that um, if we would sit in here, and if we're going to be honest, you don't have to be honest with your neighbor, because you don't even know if your neighbor is alive right now. Um, but if you were honest with, you could be honest with yourself, you, you sometimes feel like an outcast. You, you sometimes feel like, okay, if the sky split open, it's going to be like, crap, what do I do now? Well, if so, you're in good company with the shepherds here. But what we have to understand, it's not about what you did. We're going to find out it's about what God did here. It says here that they were filled with great fear. And not only did the angel just appear and they saw this vision, this angel started talking to them. And the angel said to them, fear not, right? Right? That, that's funny. Come on, that, that's funny, Right? Okay, I'm not going to fear. You're like a, a flaming fire in the, mid, in the sky. and you, you weren't here like two seconds ago. Now you're telling me don't be scared. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. That will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. So when this angel appears, it gets right to business. All right, come out from behind that rock, get, get up, quit hiding behind the sheep over there, fear not, I'm not here to, to, to hurt you, I'm here to do the complete opposite. I'm here to, to give you this great news, this, this, this news that's going to bring, it's good news, why is it good news? Well, because there's a bad thing that's going on, there's, and, and what we have to understand is up until this time, it wasn't only that um, there was this spiritual depression going on in, in uh, the, the, the land of Palestine and in the, the, the children and the people of, of Israel, there was a physical oppression that was taking place as well. Well, we have to understand, so when these, these shepherds here that a Savior is, 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 has been born, they know what the Savior is supposed to do. A Savior does what? Saves, right, right? Like a catcher catches and a pitcher pitches and a, you know, a, a center snap. No, it doesn't make sense. But anywho, but a Savior has come to save. So he, the angel got their attention right, 
you know, after they split open the sky, but got the attention, like, this is why I'm here. It's not only for you. And I think that that's where we kind of get in, we get in traps sometimes is like, we can't think outside of ourselves. And what happens is when we can't think outside of ourselves, we damage those who are around us. When we focus so much on what's in it for me and what, what, can, what can I do to improve myself, I, that's the lie that Satan wants us to believe. He wants us to look in to ourselves. No, the, 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 the truth that is being told here is this, this good news is for all people. It goes on to say here... Um, and I love how the angel does this. I mean, obviously God told him, hey, this is exactly what I want you to say, go down here and say this, because they're probably not going to believe you because they're going to be standing there with wet sandals. So you're going to have to give them clear instructions. <clears throat> it says, verse 12, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. So he says, okay, this is what's going to happen. The angel says, okay, you're going to go here, and this is what you're going to see. Not that you might see it. If all the stars line up, you may find this. No, you will see this. And suddenly, as if one angel splitting open the sky was not enough, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, Praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. So it goes from a, a, a solo um, a performance there to this huge, uh, what's it called uh, when you have a, a, a lot of people and a lot of noise, a huge cacophony of, of worship and praise going on here. What? Yeah, that was the word he was, I know, I've seen it going across. If you guys don't know, it's really cool. Jeremiah has an awesome gift. He's got these LED lights below the, the, the thing, his skin, and when I need a word, I look to him, and they just start to flash. So that's why he always is pulling his hair up like hair. It's going to be awesome when he loses it so we can see it all the time. Um, yeah. I, yeah, exactly. No, but so it goes from a single uh, angel declaring something um, specifically, like, here's what I want you to do. It goes to this, this group, this multitude praising God. So it goes from being awesome to being awesome-er, right? I love this. 15. Because this is, and when I see this, I picture Bobby and I when we were kids. And when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. Well, why do I picture Bobby and I? Because I Bobby and I used to camp out when we were kids all the time. And there would be some amazing things that happened. And after the amazing things that would happen, I'm not going to tell you some of these amazing things that would happen. <clears throat> But I can, I can just say, I can see these shepherds like, did you just see that? I think that we need to go to Bethlehem now. I mean, I, I could be mistaken here, but that's what we need to do, right? No, that's no one else think that's funny? No one else think that's interesting? 
Look at how, but, but it, it's just interesting to me that they, they, they need to point out what it is that they need to do. Like they're trying to convince themselves, okay, we need to go do this now. Why is this, and this is the, 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 the icing on the cake, the cherry on top, why is it that we need to go do this? Well, they said, they, they, they convinced themselves, because why? Because it's what the Lord said to do. Look at that. Which the Lord has made known to us. Even though that these shepherds were the outcasts, they weren't living the purest of lives, they knew when they had an encounter with the heavenlies, they knew when God spoke to them that they needed to listen. That, that's hard. You all know that. You all have been placed or you have gotten yourself into circumstances where um, God speaks to you. Maybe it's not like this. The sky opens and he speaks that way. But he speaks to you like this through his word and says, okay, this is what you need to do or this is what you don't need to do. But then you've got to make this decision. Do I do it? Do I look around to the shepherds that are around me and say, well, they're not doing it, so it's okay if I don't. No, we got to look to the shepherds and be the one and say, okay, this is what God said to do. Let's do this. Is it going to be the most pleasant thing to do? No. As I was studying this week for this, one of the, something that, that, that really um, was, uh, that stood out to me was um, when the, the shepherds went into Bethlehem, what happened? So let's look at verse uh, 16. It says, and they went. So they were obedient to the Lord. This is what he said to do, and they did it. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that, that had been told them concerning this child. So when they saw the, the manger and the baby there and the, and the, the camels and the, the cows and the pigs and the llamas and everything, all, every, all there, the nativity scene, when they saw this, they, they made known everything concerning the child, which they were told. What was it that they were told? This child was the Savior. Think about this for a second. Most of us in here have seen a little baby, right? Some of us have had our own. Some of us have had, were nieces, nephews, have nieces, nephews, whatever. But you've seen a little baby. It is not a normal response when you look at a little baby and say, well, wow, that baby's going to save the world. And knowing that, okay, God said that baby, he can't even wipe his own butt, but he's going to save, he's the Savior of the world. I, that, that's the human, the human aspect of this. But it says that the, the, that, uh, the shepherds made known all that was told concerning this child. That it was because of this child we have hope. This is good news. Look at the response. This is the... the, the, the Interesting part here. And all who wondered, I'm sorry, and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherd had to, shepherds had told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. So we know it says here that, that Mary, she heard what the shepherd said, and she, she treasured those things in her, in her heart. But I did a little word study back on that, the, 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 that, that word there wondered. 
A lot of times we, we read that and, and we think of, of um, that word meaning like uh, um, wonderment, like awesome, like they were awestruck. And actually, that word here, and, and from what I can, I, I can pull out of this, they were saying, wait a second, what are you talking about, Willis? This wondering was, they're hearing, we're hearing what it is that you're saying. But the people, the rest of the people, because what, what we have to understand, this is what Mary and Joseph were not the only ones that were in the stable. All right, it wasn't just Mary and Joseph that got on a donkey and the two of them made their way to Bethlehem. That's just didn't how, it's not like you and I, like me and Shannon would get in a car and we would drive to, um, I don't know, Pittsburgh or something. It just didn't happen that way. There would be a large entourage that would be with them. There would be a lot of people, family and friends, because remember, Joseph was from Bethlehem, so his whole family was there. And it says here that those who heard what, what the shepherds said, they wondered about all this. They didn't believe what was going on. They didn't, it's not that they didn't believe that the, the, the baby was born. They didn't believe what the shepherds had to say about the baby. That's where we're at. There are a lot of people in my life and in your life that would believe, yeah, Jesus, yeah, Jesus he, he walked the earth. They would believe in the historical Jesus. But they don't believe that Jesus is the Savior of the world. So as we can see, not only can we look to these, um, look to the, the, these shepherds as the, and be in good company because they're outcasts, what we can see is we can be in good company because we, we know a truth that we share, and sometimes people don't believe the truth in which you share. I, I think that if, if we were to look at this whole picture here, and if we were to, to kind of wrap up the, 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 the topic for today, the sermon in a sentence today, it would all revolve around the truth in which they proclaimed. The shepherds told the truth. They were showed the truth. They were told the truth by, by these angels, and they were told to go and tell the truth. Go and see what, what has happened. When they get there, they tell about what it is that they've seen and what they have heard. It doesn't say that it was their job to convince them, the, the people around them, of the truth. It was their job to go and see, because just like the, this, uh, the candle in which we, we let, or lit there, this candle, is, it says it, it's a shepherd's candle. It, it remembers the first in a long line of people who joyfully shared the good news of the Savior's birth. It doesn't say that, that they convinced everybody that he was the Messiah. It says they, they, they joyfully shared the good news. So remember, if we're going to be in good company with the, the, these shepherds, what are we to do as, as these, some of us are outcasts of our own families, or our workplaces. What, why? Because of the truth in which we believe. But what are we to do then as these shepherds? We're, we're, we're to proclaim the truth. We're to share the good news. He, it, it goes on here to say, And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. The response... Of the people outside of Mary, Mary said it says that Mary treasured these things up in her heart. Why did Mary treasure these things up in her heart? 
Because God spoke to her and said, the baby in which you're going to carry is going to be the Savior of the world, right? Everybody else around there, it says that they, they just, they, did, they didn't believe this. But just because everybody around the, the shepherds here didn't believe the words, the truth in which the shepherds told them, it didn't detract from the response of the shepherds, right? They didn't say, well, oh crap, they don't believe me. All right, let's just go back to doing what we were doing. Let's go get our sheep and let's go. No, it says they returned. They went back to the fields, but the way in which they went back to the fields is important. Glorifying and praising God. God told them something. They believed it. They seen it. And they didn't care or give a rip about what everybody else thought, how crazy they thought that they were. I know what God said, and I'm going to live in that. How many of us will do that? How many, how many of us we get into that, 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 that um, little bit of a, of a confrontation or a little bit of uneasiness at, at, at work? Well, you can't talk about religion at work. Well, here's the deal. How many of us get into that and, and we shrink back and we just say, oh, it's, oh I just got to keep it to myself. I, I don't see that that's what we're supposed to do. Is that the natural response of, of, of us as human beings? Yeah. That is a natural response. But that's not the spiritual response of the spiritual nature in which we have as believers in Jesus Christ. Is it going to be easy? No, it's not going to be easy. Are you going to be made fun of? Absolutely. I'm sure that these shepherds were talked about when they left. See here how whack that guy is? Hey, go back to tending your sheep. Bye-bye, black sheep. Go, little drummer boy, go back to where you're coming from. Whatever. But it didn't deter them from what it is that it took place. As we hear this, as we read this, we have to understand that not everyone's going to accept the truth. But it's not your responsibility for them to accept it. It's your responsibility to share it with them. One of the things, one of the hardest things in which I can do as your pastor is share the truth with you sometimes. Because the truth is not what you want to hear, but the truth is what you need to hear. It's not, it's not something that, that if somebody comes and it beats you over the head with the truth, that's not truth in love like we're taught, we're taught to do, what we're told to do in Scripture. But if somebody doesn't tell you the truth, do they really love you? One of the things that my, my oldest daughter will tell you, she, or Haley here will, will tell you, Shannon tells you too, but Haley made the comment the other day, and she doesn't even know. She actually told my wife this, but she, um, she likes when, uh, when I coached her in sports and when Pappy comes to uh, watch her and play sports and when I come now to watch her play sports, she, she likes it because um, Daddy and Pappy are truthful in, in, the, uh, in our response. Um, she'll tell you, one of the first things I said, maybe I'm just a mean daddy. She said, hey, did you see my three-pointer? No, I didn't see your three-pointer, but I seen you miss the layup. 
It's not that I want to keep her negative, but she'll tell you, I want to tell truth. Hey, you need to work better on this. You need to do this better. I love you enough that I don't want to be, oh, it was a great game, girl. I love how you tripped all the way up the floor <laughs> and stumbled. No, but too, too many times what we have is we, we, we get so caught up and we just want to, and I think I need to be careful here because what we need to do, do we need to build our brother and sister up? Absolutely. But we don't need to build them up with false hope. And we don't need to build them up with the lies of the devil. We need to build them up in truth. That's the, that there, there's a, 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 a very fine line. There's a very good balance here that we need to be speaking the truth, but we need to do this in a loving manner. Do I have it figured out? No, I don't have it figured out. My, my, a prime example, my kids will tell you, Daddy speaks the truth, but it's not always loving. I, I'm, I'm working on that. My, one of my favorite sayings is, I don't want to be right, I just want things to be right. Right? In my mind, I can think, man, that's the most loving thing I can ever say. But it's, it's hard to get there sometimes. But what we have to do is we have to understand that we are called as, if we're going to wave the banner, as Peter says, if we're going to wave that banner, that flag as, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. Well, do you listen to the truth of God's word? No, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. It doesn't matter what flag you're, you're, you're flying here. It says that you'll know them. Jesus says, you'll know my disciples by the fruit in which they bear, right? By the way in which they live their lives, Right? The way in which most Christians live their lives right now, and I don't want to be negative, but I think this is what needs to be said. The way in which most Christians live their lives right now, like the, if I were to, to, to take a poll, it would be most, of, most everybody in here. Is you, you, you live your, your, your life saying that I'm a Christian, but you're living and accepting the lies of the devil. You, you're not free. You're, 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 wait a second, I'm free in Christ. Yeah, that's what the Bible says, but you're not living that way. The Bible says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Right? It also says, okay, you've been freed from the yoke of slavery. Don't go back to it. What do we need to do then? Well, we need to live in the truth, not live in the lie. The lie is... What the devil's going to, he's going to try to get you to um, claim or he's going to try to get you to believe something that is not true of you. Okay, fine. That's what a lie is. Everybody knows what a lie is. But we fall into that all the time. I, 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 I've got a list that, that I would love to share. I've got, I mean, it's a, a long, 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 long list here of truths of the way in which we are to live, uh, 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 the, the way in which God wants us to live, the way in which we can be freed from the bondage of slavery. Well, I'm a child of God, so I'm free. Yes, you are free for eternity. I, I, and I will not. Please, don't hear me. I'm not questioning anybody's salvation or anything here. What I want to do is I want everybody to understand, yeah, you can be free for, for eternity. And, and you can be free. I'm I'm, I'm seated in the heavenlies, and I'm going to go to heaven when I die, absolutely. But what happens is you're free from eternity, but you lose daily victories. You lose the battle every single day. You live in fear of what today brings. That's not being alive in Christ. 
Yes, we have a hope, and we're, we're, taught, we're in the Advent season. He came, he's coming again, and that's our hope. But we are called as believers in Christ, we're called as brothers and sisters, as children of God, to live a victorious life. That means right now. Eternal life is not something that comes when we die. Eternal life is something that starts right now. And how we have eternal life is we believe the truth and we don't live in the lie. That, that, it's It's simple. Is it difficult? Yeah, it's simple, but it's not easy. Why is it that most people live in the lie? Why most Christians live in the lie is because of a lack of repentance and a lack of faith. It may be ignorance. Maybe it's something that you just don't know about. Or it could be just outright sin. I'm going to do it and I don't care. Well, then you need to ask yourself, do you have a hope in Christ? Or are you just hoping in your own ability? John chapter 8, real quick. John chapter 8, verse, um, we'll start in 31. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will what? Set you free. Set you free. Just, just think about this, okay? Flashback to, to the, the, the shepherds in the field, right? They brought the truth, and the reason it was good news was because the truth is what sets us free. So understanding it when we believe the truth, that's how we, we, uh, we live in that freedom. When we don't believe the truth and we believe a lie, we live in bondage. So you can be... And some of you are going to push back, whatever. You can be a believer in Jesus Christ, but still be in bondage, enslaved to sin. And what happens is when you, when you sin and when we sin, what happens is we're, we're opening, we're cracking the door just a little bit. So the devil to get his foothold in. And, and it's not that the devil can come in and possess us, but what he does is he, he um, whispers in our ear, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You need this. God doesn't really love you here whatever the lie may be. He, he, he gets his, his foot in the door and he starts whispering these lies. Now, that's when we have a choice. Do we believe the lie or do we believe the truth? If you believe the lie, what's going to happen? You're going to be bound in sin. You're going to live a life, your daily victories are not going to be there. You're going to live that life, you're going to feel like you're beat up all the time. I don't, want to, I don't want to see everybody raise their hand because everybody in here would raise their hand at one point in this. But how many of you feel like you, 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 that's you, that you're, you have a defeatist attitude sometimes? You feel defeated. Like, I, I, can't, I, I just can't get ahead. It's because you're believing a lie. What you need is you need more shepherds in your life to tell you the truth because it's the truth that's going to set you free. Flip over to, to Romans chapter 10 real quick. Uh, 
Romans chapter 10, verse 13 says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. We all know that, and we, we, we rest in that verse. And then it says, How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. But they have not all obeyed the gospel, the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. It's the truth that's going to set us free. It is the truth that the shepherds took from the field that God gave them. It's the truth that they came and they, they, they saw the baby and they proclaimed. And it's the truth that they went back and they lived in praising and glorifying God. It didn't matter the response of the other people. It was the truth in which they believed. If we're going to live a life, and you're going to hear me say this more and more and more in 2017, because it's just going to be an awesome year. We're going to focus on who we are in Christ. Because in Christ, we are, we are more than conquerors. In, in Christ, I, I, this list I have, it says that, we're, that I, I, I am, who, who am I? I'm the salt of the earth. I'm the light of the world. I'm a child of God. I'm a part of the true vine. I am Christ's friend. I am chosen and appointed by Christ to bear his fruit. I am a slave of righteousness. I'm enslaved to God. I'm a son or daughter of God. God is spiritually my father. I am a joint heir with Christ. I am a temple, a dwelling place of God. I am united to the Lord. I am a member of Christ's body. I am a new creation. And I could go on and on and on and on with the truth that we're to live in. Not the lies in which the devil wants us to, to believe. The question today is, for, for, for you, for me, are we going to believe the shepherds when they come in and they, they proclaim the truth? And then if we believe that truth, are we going to live in that truth? Are we going to succumb to the lies of the evil one? Because the devil is the father of all lies. And what he wants you to do is he wants to take your eyes off of Christ. He wants you to be distracted into thinking that you make all the right decisions and you can do this and look how good you are and how great of this job. Or how, that's fine, all those things are good, but the sufficiency comes from God. Because when all is said and done, the only one who's going to be standing is the all-sufficient one. So the question is, in our Advent season, as we're talking about joy, are we joyfully celebrating, are we joyfully sharing the truth in which God has given us? Are we living our days victoriously, or are we living in lies that the devil wants us to believe? Let's pray. Father, I... As we've finished this up, and, and as you have um, made your truth known, and God, it's my prayer that, that as we hear this, as we sit in, in, in this room here and hear what you have to say, 
God, my prayers that, that were, were more like Mary and were not like the rest of the, the people there. That we ponder these things in our heart. We, we, we put them in and we live accordingly. God, I know that there's people here that deal on a daily basis with the lies of Satan. God, let us live in the truth because it is the truth that will set us free. We talk about peace this time of year, but the only way in which we're going to have peace is from you. So God, my prayer is that we can live in the truth, we can hear the truth, and when it's hard, we don't look at the person or, or, or look at your word and say, well, that needs to change. We, we look at ourselves and say, no, I need to change. I want to be victorious daily. God, give us the strength. Let us be encouraged that you have given us the spirit to dwell inside of us so we can do what it is you say. Be holy as I am holy. We can do that because your spirit is inside of us. It gives us life. Father, we thank you. God, we, just, we, we love you and, and we, um, we want to continue in worship and want to lay everything before you. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Let's stand.